We're going to keep pushing. Turn to somebody and say, we're going to keep pushing. We have to. He said, what if they're not healed? What if they are? What kind of church do y'all want to be? A what if they don't get healed church or what if they do get healed church? They asked Oral Roberts one time, said, what if you, what if you, what if you pray for someone and, and, and they, then they die? What are you going to do? He said, what, next? We just keep praying. Come on, we're going to believe God. Come on, this is going to be the church that is going to keep pushing the envelope to get over to where Jesus was, where he said, which is easier? Come on, don't you just want it to be easy? Well, you're not, you don't get there overnight, but it's, it's worth the fight. I know this, sending, praying for people and sending them on their way is not the answer. Come on, we've got to believe God for miracles because this country needs a revival. Amen? Hey, turn in your Bible to John 21. And while you're turning there, uh, hey, Haley will be back there at the table. There's some stuff back there that will bless you. Um, you know, in order to really thrive in the days ahead, you're going to need a fall, you're going to need a lot more word in you than you do now. Amen. And that's one of the reasons we did the flash drive. And uh, 16 CD series are on that little thing right there. And you put it in your computer or your car. And, and um, that thing, that's over $500 worth of material. And you can get it just for $99. And you've got our entire media library. And then that Jesus realm. If you're, if you're, if this supernatural thing is kicking on the inside of you, get that series. It'll bless you. But Haley will be back there, and she's got her little credit card thing. And um, and then people ask this question more and more these days. So I'm trying to cut it off at the pass. A lot of people don't carry cash or checks, and and so uh, you know, if you want to sow a seed electronically into uh, the ministry, you can just tell Haley, and she can do that. Um, I appreciate Pastor talking about Bulgaria and Israel. We're going to be. Um, that's one of the biggest things we've ever done. We're going to be bringing together gypsy pastors and putting them in a lodge and pouring into them for two days, and we're going to pay for everything. And then we'll be jumping over to Israel and doing a, a, a youth conference, a leadership seminar, and ministering at the House of Asher Church under Guy Cohen. And so uh, I'll only be in Israel like four or five days. So we're going to do two nations in a week. It's going to be intense kingdom building. And so that's what you that's that's what you're sowing into. And Laura and I say, thank you, Amen. Are you in John 21? We'll get there here in just a moment. I'm not going to preach long. I'm going to have you out of here easily. We're going to be out by nine o'clock. But I want I want to put this word in you, and then I want us to end out this service where I always like to end out a service, and that's where in the altar. But I want y'all to watch. Watch what we do here. How many of you, you don't want the rest of the year to be a year of less? How many of you want the rest of the year in 2016 to be a year of more? Amen. You know, a lot of times when I ask that question, people are more passionate about not wanting less than they are wanting more. We sure don't want less. But, you know, I'd kind of like to have more. I really don't want less. But I'd kind of like to have more. And it's almost like we apologize. We feel like we have to apologize for wanting more. What is that? 
It's in the, it's in the, it's, it, it's in the body of Christ. I'll tell you what some of it is. It's just, it, it's that spirit of religion. Because religion and poverty connected a long time ago. What religion did, what Satan did, it's one of the most brilliant things he's ever done in thousands of years of existence. He connected holiness with poverty. I mean, it was, that. come on, that's the monks. That's the monasteries. That's the more poor you are, the more holy you are. The only issue with that is the poorer you are, the less you can do for the kingdom of God around the world. Because in, in, in order to be able to do more for the kingdom, don't you have to have more? Well, the devil don't want you to have more. He wants you to have less so you can do less to build the kingdom. And so let's just, let's just be real for a moment. How many of you want to do more for your family? How many of you, you want to do more for your church? How many of you want to do more for, the, for, the, for Pastor Samuel Miss Amy? Come on, you just want to do more for him. How many of you want to do more for the kingdom? Do you want to do more for missionaries around the world? Is there anybody in here that would like to build an orphanage? Would you like to build a Bible school in another nation? Come on, if we'll believe all things are. But the only reason you're going to be able to do any of that is if you have more. How many of you be honest and say, Brother Philip, in order for me to do all that, I'm going to have to have more. Right? Come on, would you like to be so blessed that if any of these young people want to go to Bible school anywhere, you just write the check? Would that be all right with y'all? Yeah. Well, in order for that to happen, we've got to have more. We've got to have more. And when I say more, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about more. We've got to have more joy. We've got to have more health. I mean, you know, if your health isn't good, you can't do everything God's called you to do because, come on, you're, don't, don't just pigeonhole me on money. More. How about godly relationships? How about the favor of God? Amen? I'm talking more. More of everything God wants you to have and less of everything the devil wants you to have. Uh, more. Come on, somebody say more. more. Come on, I want God to tattoo that word to your heart this tonight. More. It's a good word. Now here's the thing about more. God wants you to have more, more than you want to have more. Yeah. I mean, if you're a parent, you understand that because you want your kids to have more, more than they want to have more. Well, God wants you to have more, more than you want to have more. The only problem is in order to have more, you've got to embrace the law of more. And what's the law of more? I'm going to show you here in just a moment. You'll never forget it. And it's going to be so simple and so easy. And so clear, you'll never forget it. Matter of fact, whew, it'll either bless the rest of your life or it's going to haunt the rest of your life. I mean, you know what can bless you can haunt you. That's what happened to Paul on the road to Damascus. All those words that Stephen preached in that message, come on, they were haunting Paul. What do you think Jesus meant when he said, why are you kicking against the pricks? You ever wonder what that was? Paul was replaying in his mind the whole sermon that Stephen preached and he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't come against it. I'm going to share something with you you'll never forget. And it will either absolutely bless the rest of your life and bring you into more or it's always going to be there to haunt you, convict you. There's a law of more. God wants you to have more. I don't even want to talk about you personally right now. I just want to talk about the Lord's house. Do y'all know how special this church is? 
Do y'all realize that what's going on in this church is special? Pastor and I, we're at lunch today. All the nations that are represented in this church, all the different communities. How many of you are, you're, you're not from America? Where, where is, where, you're, you're not from America. And I know Sunday morning there was a lot more representation, you know, than it was on a, on a Monday night. But, Pastor, just what some of the countries that are represented, can you just yell them out? Brazil, Colombia, Nicaragua. Somebody give Jesus a hand clap for that. Come on, that's... I'm in 50 churches a year. That's not the norm. What God's doing here is special. Now, do y'all want that special to grow or to shrink? We want it to grow. Well, in order for it to grow, this church has got to step over into more. Come on, this church has to step out of less over into... So it can do more to build the kingdom around the world because y'all are already impacting the world. But we want to impact the world. Embrace the law of more. So here's the law of more. Here's the law of more. John 21. John the 21st chapter. This is the third time Jesus had appeared to the disciples. Verse 15. Sea of Galilee, come on, Pastor Sam and Miss Amy's been there. They've been on, the, been on the sea. Come on, they ate the same fish, right? Saw a picture of it last night. When they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, He said, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me more than you love these? There's the law of more right there. Do you love me more than you love these? What are these? Let's talk about that first. These is everything Peter loved. He was a fisherman. He lived his whole life on the water. He loved the Sea of Galilee. He loved boats. He loved fishing. He loved fishing with his friends. He loved full nets. 154 fish were caught that day. There was nothing better than that. He loved fires on the beach. He loved the smell of the sea. Come on, he loved the, the wind as it's coming off the water. Come on, can anybody relate to all this? Everything, everything about that moment, Peter loved. Loved it. And what Jesus asked is, do you love me more than you love all of that? That's the law of more. What is the law of more? Here it is in a nutshell. When you love what's more important more than you love what's less important. There weren't anything wrong with all those things he loved. But all those things are less important than Jesus. Jesus doesn't mind you loving things as long as you love what's more important, more than you love what's less important. It's the law of more. It's the law of more. Let's go I just, I just need to do a couple of things. You know, there's some stuff that's bothering me, you know. It's just, it's just bothering me, you know. That plant was bothering me there. Oh, yeah, leave it there. Good, good. I don't want water bottle here. It makes me feel better. I like, I like having clean box boxes. 
Isn't that, isn't, isn't that good? Oh, this is definitely bothering me right here. Ooh. I'll preach better now. Do you love me more? It's the law of more. But let me just let me get real, break it down to where the rubber meets the road. Remember, the law of more, loving what's more important more than you love what's less important. So let's 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 just hit where we all live. How many of you married in here? Well, all the married folks. Got a lot of married folks in here. All right, you ready? Do you love Jesus more than you love your spouse? That's the law of more. Now, I love me some Miss Laura. Come on, we're fixing to be married 28 years. I love me some Miss Laura. But I love Jesus more. See, the world don't play that game. The world, they like to talk grandiose. Oh, baby, I love you more than life itself. Yeah, and their marriages don't last very long, do they? Because they're violating the law of more. The only way a marriage works is if you love Jesus more than you love your wife or your husband. Amen? Yeah. It's like the soldier I talked to in Afghanistan. He got over there and he told me a funny story about they set up these camps for the Afghan soldiers and everything over there is Allah wills. You know, Allah, God, Allah wills. And so they came back about a week later and the generator was, was off and there was no electricity in the camp. And they asked, they said, what's going on? And they said, the, the, the generator's broke, Allah wills. So he said, well, take me to the generator. And they went to the generator, the battery's gone. They said, where's the battery? Well, it's in the tent, it's broke, Allah wills. So well, take me to the battery. So they go in there and get the battery. And, of course, you know, it's, 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 it's just dead, you know. And so they said, what's the battery doing in the, in, in the tent? They said, well, we like listening to Iranian radio, but then it died, Allah. So you know what the soldier did. They picked up the battery. They take it back to the generator. They hook it up. They jump it off. All of a sudden, the, elect, the, the generator starts running. All the electricity comes back on. All the soldiers run out. Oh, the generator's fixed, Allah. Wells. So what's that got to do with marriage? It has everything to do with marriage. When you love Jesus more than you love your spouse, your battery is connected to the generator. And things keep running. But when you love your spouse more than you love God, you're dis you have disconnected the battery from the generator, and what's eventually going to happen to the battery? It's going to die. It's the law of more. Here's another one. Do you, love your, do, you, do you love your spouse more than you love your kids? I love my kids. Keegan Madison and McKinley, come on. I, I, woo, I know the pretties love theirs. Come on, I know you love, we love our kids, but I love mama more. I love Laura more than I love my kids, and all my kids know it. Ask them, who does daddy love the most? God. Who does daddy love next? Mama. Then who does daddy love? Then us. They know. You say, well, that's kind of cruel. No, it's one of the most wonderful things a parent can ever do for a child. Can I tell you the difference between my children and the vast majority of kids in all the high schools? Can I tell you my, the difference? 50% of the kids in high schools come from divorced homes. And then you've got another 30 or 40% on top of that that are worried they're going to come from a divorced home. So the vast majority of kids today, they're either from a divorced home or they're worried they're going to come from a divorced home because all their friends come from 
divorced homes. So every time mom and daddy get in an argument and they fight, come on, that worry is just what? Stirred up. And so think about what that does to the environment that a kid grows up in. Now the difference between my kids and those kids is my kids have never worried a day in their life that they're going to come from a divorced home. Why? Because my kids know that daddy loves Miss Laura more than I love them because I've embraced the law of more. I love what's more important more than I love what's... Do you love your family more than you love your hobbies? We all got hobbies, don't we, Pastor? Come on, we, we got our football. Come on, we got Texas A&M. We got pro football. We got our cowboys. We got golf. We got fishing. I mean, we got all this stuff, and there's nothing wrong with all that stuff. It's okay to love all that stuff, but you got to love your family. Well, of course I love my family more than I love my hobbies. Your opinion means nothing. The only opinion that matters is your family's opinion. Because if I got them alone... And I ask them, does daddy, do you feel like daddy loves y'all more than he loves his? Do you feel like mama loves y'all more than she loves? That's the opinion that matters. Do we love Jesus more than we love our spouse? Do we love our spouse more than we love our kids? Do we love our family more than we love our Hobbies. How about this one? Do we love our church? First of all, do we love our church? Or is it just a box that we check? You know, eat this week, check. Sleep this week, check. Go to church on Sunday, check. Why, why do you even go to church? Well, you know, my dad went to church. My granddad went to church. You just go to church. That's just what you do. That's just the way I was brought up. You go to church. That don't mean you love your church, does it? That just means you, that means you know there's a difference between going to church and loving your church. Big, big difference. So do you love your church more than you love your comfort zone? Now, we all got a comfort zone, Pastor Samuel. By the way, when, when, you, when, you come out of the, when you come out of your mama, you start, you start building your comfort zone. That's what drives the world. We want to be comfortable. And everything about the Lord's house violates people's comfort zone in Tyler. That's why people stay away from churches in droves all over this city because it violates their comfort zone. On Sunday morning, people don't want to go to church. They, they, they have to get up when they don't want to get up. They got to sit somewhere they don't want to sit. They got to wear clothes they don't want to wear. They got to listen to music they don't want to listen to. They got to sit by people they don't want to sit by. They want to be asked questions. They don't want to be asked. They have to show up when they're supposed to show up and they can't leave until they're dismissed. Everything about that violates their comfort zone and they love their comfort zone more than they love church. Well, I know I'm not... Well, you say, well, I, I, you know, you're not talking to me, Brother Philip. You know, church is part of my comfort zone. You know, us, we've been in church all our life, right? We've been in church a long time. I and mean, for many of you, church is your, it's part of your comfort zone. But you know what happens in that case? We build our comfort zone in the church. This is when I show up. This is when I leave. This is where I sit. This is where I don't sit. This is who I talk to. This is who I don't talk to. This is what I'll do. This is what I won't do. This is what I'll give. This is what I won't give. 
I'll raise my hands this high, but I'm not going to raise my hands this high. We build our comfort zone in the church and then we wonder where the glory of God is. Because nothing supernatural ever happens in your comfort zone. It's okay. Your comfort zone okay. It's okay to love your comfort zone, but you've got to love church. And the reason people aren't experiencing more is because they're violating the law of more. They're loving what's less important, Pastor Samuel, more than they love what's more important. Their values are out of place. Their priorities are out of place. So there's one more. And it's the most, it's the law of more in its most purest, rawest form. Look what Jesus said here. He said, do you love me more than you love these? He said unto him, yea, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, feed my lambs. He asked him that three times, didn't he? So you know what Jesus just did there? He just connected loving him to loving the lost. What's he saying? Well, if you love me, you'll love the lost. If you don't love the lost, you don't love me. But if you love me, Peter, you'll love the lost. And he said it three times to get his point across. He should have only had to have said it once. So here's the law of more in its rawest form. Do you love Jesus more than you love the lost? No, let me, let me say that. Do you love the lost more than you love your stuff? Let me say it again. Do you love the lost more than you love your stuff? Because that's the battle right now in America. We all got our stuff. Your houses are full of stuff. You got a room you don't want anybody going in. You got a drawer nobody better open. You got a closet that if somebody opens, they could be risking their life. We got so much stuff that you know what the number one thing is being built all over America is everywhere I go. You know what's being built everywhere? Storage units. Pastor Samuel, people are paying 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 dollars a month to keep stuff that they don't need, don't want, and in just a few months are going to absolutely forget what's even in there. When they could be taking that 50, 60, 70, 80 dollars a month and supporting a missionary somewhere in the world. Because we're at a place in America right now where we love our stuff more than we love the lost. See, we all want more. Y'all realize what I've done tonight? It's called bait and switch. Everybody gets excited about more. We all want more. With everything, we want more. We want, we want more of what's good and less of what's... We all want more, but are we embracing the law of more? Or our priorities in order? Or our values in order? What do you think Matthew 6.33 is all about? Seek ye first the... And then all this more will be added unto... The reason we're not experiencing more is because our love is out of place. And that bothers the Father just as much as this has been bothering you. It's out of place. Is this out of place? Is this where this belongs? No, it's out of place. And so were a lot of people's love. 
we're loving what's less important more than we love what's more important and then we wonder why we're not experiencing more. And tonight it's time to get our love where? Back in place. Get our love back where it goes. Come on, we love Jesus more than we love our spouse. We love our spouse more than we love our kids. We love our family more than we love our hobbies. We love the church more than we love our comfort zone. We love God's ways more than we love our ways. We love our kingdom friends more than we love our worldly friends. We love the lost more than we love our stuff. And I'm telling you, church, the Father is looking for people and He's looking for churches that have their love in the right place so that He can pour out more so they can do more to build the kingdom. Come on, stand to your feet.
denying. I want to embrace the law for. Come on, is that somebody? Will somebody be honest and say, that's me right there, that's me? Yeah, me and the Lord up everywhere. Appreciate your honesty. One more question. And I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to the Lord's house. If this is your church, you love your church, you love your pastors, you love this church, you believe in this church, this is your house, this is your family.
kingdom. Come on, do you feel the way I feel about that? Sing it again, hallelujah.
God. This is what I want you to do tonight, tomorrow. You can phase that out. What if they don't get healed? What if they do? What if we lay hands on someone who's blind and they don't get healed? What if they do? What if someone's in a wheelchair and they can't walk? What if, what if we pray for them and they don't get healed? Well, what if they do? What if somebody has cancer and they've only got a short time to live and we pray for them and they die and they don't get healed? What if they do? What if someone's in pain and we pray for them and, and, the, and, the, and, and they're not healed? What if they are? What if they are healed? This is what I want y'all to do tomorrow. I just want you to meditate on that. What if they are? What if they do? I want you to come tomorrow night fearless. Because I'm telling you, the devil doesn't want us entering into this Jesus realm where it all becomes easy and our mentality is, what if they are? Because once we get there, you've got an Azusa on your hands right here at the Lord's house. But not with fear. I need y'all to, I need y'all to help me pray tomorrow. I want us to go to war tomorrow in prayer and let's start binding fear. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but what? I want this to be a fearless environment tomorrow night. No fear. Fearless. Somebody say fearless. fearless. How many know Jesus? Was he, come on, was he fearful or fearless? fearless? How many of you will begin to intercede tonight and tomorrow? And with those keys to the kingdom, begin to come against fear in every shape, size, or form. And we walk in this place tomorrow night, and there's not a spirit of fear anywhere. And it's not about what if they're not healed. It is what if they... Will y'all help me? Come on, lift your hands if you'll help me. Come on, if you'll you'll help me pray. Now, if you say, Brother Phil, I'm not going to pray that. I'm not going to help you. Lift your hands and just just, just wait. See, nobody's got their hands up, so I appreciate it. We're going to have a miracle night tomorrow night. We're going to go a little further in that Jesus realm. Do y'all want to do it? We want to go there? We're going to have a good time. Come on, Pastor. Hallelujah. Well, guess what? I love Brother Philip. But I love Amy more. Oh, yeah. Just just, Just wanted you to know that. Oh, we love Jesus more than we did when we came in. Amen. Thank you so much for being here on a Monday night. Amen. Let's come back Tuesday night. And uh, we're fearless. I always make fun. I, we, we laugh at the gym because they play this video. And this lady says, I'm fearless and I have no fear. And I'm like, isn't that the same thing? But in the Lord's house, we're going to be fearless and we're going to have no fear. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, tonight we thank you. We love you more than anything else. And we thank you for what you've done and for what you are doing. Now I just thank you, Lord, that these miracles are just continuing. I thank you tonight as we lay on our beds. I thank you miracles are just continuing. Pain is continuing to leave. Father, all these stiffness, diseases, sickness, symptoms of every kind. Lord, they're just continuing to leave. And I thank you, Lord, that we are healed by His stripes. Thank you for the souls that have been saved. I thank you for those who have made Jesus Lord of their life. 
I thank you, Lord, for drawing people in tomorrow night from the north, south, east, and west. We're bringing our friends, our families. We're bringing our enemies, and they're going to turn into our friends. I thank you, Lord, that you're just going to draw people. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Get out there. Call somebody. Get it on Facebook. Tell them to be here tomorrow night. We'll see you tomorrow night, 630 for prayer, 7 o'clock for church. You're dismissed.